anyway, well, I'm glad you two are doing better, uh, to say the least. <laughs> We're finding humor in the That's chaos, what I, at least. Yeah. Welcome to the Rose Strategy, baby. Me and Brooke just passed the, dep- the depression baton a. back and forth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm just like, I play keep like, away. Brooke, like, it's your turn. Ooh, 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 stay away. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hot potato, yeah, hot potato. And occasionally lands on my hands and I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then that's when you just rage. Ah oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Like it's time to hit the gym. You get times today. I feel like when you're, you're like in a in a phase row, you're either really angry or you're just like numb. Uh, yeah, the anger <laughs> thing is just a call back to being a young and I was like, why do I have all this fucking <laughs> suppressed rage? Oh, testosterone. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh man mm-hmm. women don't know what it's like you don't know what it's like every day i walk past something and i'm like yeah. i would just want to break that but i can't and there's a hammer here because we have like we've just been moving and stuff and i just want to break a wall like just to see you know the male urge to it's just, just yeah it. it's real <laughs> so whether it's your life your relationships oh, yeah, walls all yeah, the things everything we're at this new gym and uh, there's some, uh, it's crazy. I mean, uh, we walked in and Casey was like, that girl has the fattest ass I've ever seen. And I, I was like, who? Oh, I didn't notice. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't mm. notice, dear. Mm. How, how come? <laughs> Interesting. Whereas I walked in and instantly <laughs> was like, fat ass, fat ass. I didn't know. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Welcome back to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Nicole, and I am with my two wonderful co-hosts, Rowan Brooke. What is up, everyone? What's up? Hey. (laughs) I feel like you both are, well, you both are in new locations. I feel like I can't really keep up with Brooke, and now Ro is in Arizona. It's looking pretty cozy where you are. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Do you have air conditioning here? Oh my God. Bless air conditioning. I do. <laughs> First of all, it's like 108 degrees here every day in Scottsdale. Uh, mm-hmm. I go for a walk and I'm instantly like, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, but I'm wearing a hoodie in the middle of like summer pretty much because it's like 72 in here and I'm, I'm like, I'm a little cold. So uh, it's great. It's way better than having a swamp cooler. I don't ever want to have a swamp cooler again. And, uh, Shout out to Europeans for not having AC, I guess. That's pretty wild. But Good yeah, luck with uh, the rest of global warming to the Europeans <laughs> yeah. out there listening. Uh, like Arizona <laughs> is going to be inhabitable one day. Uh, in like 10 years. It's yeah. already like at, at this a different planet at this point. Yeah. And people are like, oh, just it's not even that hot. I'm like, fuck you, man. What? You can't one say I... <clears throat> one ten isn't hot. One of my friends was sharing, like, you can't get in your car and, like, touch the steering wheel sometimes, oh, yeah. or you're just going to burn the shit out of yourself. Yeah. Jeez. That was it. In, in Albuquerque, I had, a, I had like, a, a cloth thing that I would have to grip the, the wheel with uh, when I was leaving in the middle of the day. And here, it's the same thing. I just don't go anywhere. I'm literally just trapped in this house creating content. So... <laughs> Life is good, man. Shout out Casey for doing the work, baby. Woo! (laughs) Yeah, a stay-at-home boyfriend. It's it's great. I love it. Anything Ro does now, I just am like, sob life. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sob now. I'm gonna get tattooed on my chest. Uh, It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Um, He's just gonna go back to school. No, fuck that. (laughs) I'm once I once I get. I hopefully I'll be done in October. And then I'm never, well, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. It, oh, my God. <laughs> say never, Ro. Please say never. I don't want to say never. You know, I'm only 29. We got a long life to live. Ooh. Maybe I go into space aeronautics or something like that. Um, Do you realize that Brooke yeah. and I have almost been done with school for, like, what, five years? 
and you're not even done yet and that's why i'm smarter stronger (laughs) bigger better (laughs) the male ego has no bounds (laughs) you need more therapy than us yeah you know what i I don't want to say this guys but i think mentally i'm a little better off than you do right now (laughs) really he's better at denial okay also fair that's also very fair Yeah, yeah 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 We talked about the depression, what would you say? Baton. Depression baton YouTube pastor on, and I'm just like, oh, no, thank you. Uh, you guys can Brooke keep won't need the baton when she's in Costa Rica. Yeah, fair. I'm on the home stretch of this like <clears throat> gigantic blowing up of my entire life and recreating mm-hmm. the next. Let's I'm go, just in baby. that like awkward bridge phase. Yeah, my whole life I feel like has been an awkward bridge phrase. Phrase. <laughs> phrase. What happens next? Phrase. Yeah, I can't talk. It's too hot here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's good to hear you too. I feel like it's been a while, mm-hmm. so I missed you. Happy miss to be too. here. Happy to be here. Happy to be, we're here <laughs> together. It's good. Are y'all? Is anyone drinking? <coughs> Ro, Jesus. are you holding us together? <laughs> of course. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Do I'm you have no responsibilities? <laughs> no responsibilities. I can get drunk at twelve thirty, uh, and I'm in a new place, so that means totally new beers. Uh, I do already miss my New Mexico beer because I haven't found anything too great out here yet. But I'm having a Scottsdale Blonde from Hus Brewing Company. If I can open it. There we go. It's a blonde. It's a Kolsch. And it's pretty good. So Sounds very refreshing. Super refreshing, yeah. <laughs> what about you, Especially Brooke? What you got? Thing. I have a mug of chamomile tea with some fresh local honey. That's how I'm rolling this afternoon. I have a other stuff I have to do after this, and then I'm working out. So, you know, just not going to booze it in the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Yeah. It works. You set PRs that way. <laughs> I have gone and worked out after having a margarita, and it wasn't terrible, but it yeah, could right? be terrible. You just never know. <laughs> How your body's going to respond. You need carbs, right? Before exercise, margarita, perfect. (sighs) Simple sugars. I did work out earlier this morning and was thinking, oh, I'll probably have a drink on the podcast. And then I didn't get one. Damn it. It's fine. I'm just drinking Uh, some sparkling What are you drinking? I got... Have you tried Spindrift yet? This is the um, strawberry lemonade. A couple couple episodes ago. I had a pineapple spindrift and I really liked it, but I have not tried strawberry lemonade. Mm. It's really good. Real fruit. Have you guys not tried LaCroix beer? fruit? It's pretty great. What did you say? Uh, I said, have Be- you tried beer? Because well, that's you know good. our gluten stomachs don't oh like that. Oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> Such I resilient to, bodies, like, man. Just- I mean, but I feel like we just need to put this back into context for like the days when we all met in Mississippi. Like yeah. Nicole no, I and I would literally do you remember the bin? The the yes. um bin six one takeout window? Yeah. Nicole oh, and with I the would cheese just, fries. Yes. I'm actually yeah. wearing my Mississippi State shirt that says Real Queens Brooke. eat cheese fries today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept that place open. Single handedly Brooke kept that place open. <laughs> And the thing is, like, I wouldn't, like, be out drinking. I would literally, Nicole and I would sometimes walk over in our freaking pajamas while everyone else was just, like, hammered just to go get cheese fries. That was us all the time. Because she lived right next to the district. Like, literally on the same street it was in my backyard yeah. i don't know if ro ever came to no, that no, no, we I didn't know him yet came over when you two lived with each other yeah the yeah. first so year I lived, brooke lived in the district like oh, where the fountain like bar was hell, i lived on that oh street God. it was she literally the, the fountain bar was in her front yard <laughs> <laughs> well tbt to the fountain huh Oh, God. <laughs> Cotton District. Seracist. But mm. it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed Damn. living there for the first part because I didn't know anyone and Nicole and I got into a lot of trouble and had a lot of fun there. And so like it was mm-hmm. a good like intro to start. Sure, yeah, yeah. I do remember my family ratting me out to my grandmother and being like, Brooke lives in the party district, you know, like that's where <laughs> she's living now. 
Like, can we just not like with yeah. the gossip train in this family? Okay, I'm just trying to live that, my best life here. In Mississippi. And your, your like, Brooke's oh, best no, friend wait, was becoming Brooke's best friend. I was just like, oh my god, you're you have so much family, and I'm not ready for everyone to know everything about me because <laughs> once you are a part of this circle, like, there's no getting out. Oh no, everybody they knows know everything. everything. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's like Good times. the whispers, the the whispers in the South. Like you don't have secrets in the deep South. No. So imagine having like your extended family and everyone living in that town. It was it was wild. Every time we went somewhere, she's like, That's my great great cousin. Um, oh yeah, that's Aunt Betty over there. And I'm like, What are you talking about? How do you have this much family? Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appalachia, right? No, because <laughs> no, that's yeah, just straight, absolutely not. Straight south. That's just, yeah, yeah, that's just Mississippi, Starkville, yeah. Mississippi. Yep, a lot. <sighs> well, shit is wild. That's why you want to hear today, okay, one wild story, like because this is, <laughs> is the funniest true. part. So apparently, this is a story I've been told. I have no idea how true this is. It might be one of those things that's just gotten like blown out of proportion. But my great grandmother and my great-grandfather were dating working in the cotton mill like the actual cotton mill that was on that road in the cotton district now it's like they worked there or something like that yep and now they have like events and stuff there too so they worked there apparently and i guess my great-grandfather and women would flirt with him and she threw one of the spools at these women like the big wooden things they used to with the cotton nice so I don't know how long they worked nice. at the cotton factory or lived in the cotton district, but that was like act like that's how far back the roots of that family go because those little Dang. tiny homes in the cotton district were for all the people who worked in the cotton worked, factory. Yeah, yeah. So it it's just like so wild to think about, and a lot of my family is still there, and, and that's how I ended up there in the freaking like because everyone's like you're from Washington D.C. area, like that's where you grew up. Why the hell are you here? I'm like, well. <laughs> funny story well that's crazy <clears throat> they asked me the same thing and i was like bro i don't know i don't definitely don't have family in mississippi but <laughs> we're here anyway so. honestly if i hadn't known jagger cool. i would have never known that that starkville existed oh that's the all like shout that's the only out, reason i jagger. knew state existed and that's why like i applied there because i was like oh they have a program i'll have one friend <laughs> <laughs> At least you had one. I went in blind and my mom was like, do they wear shoes down there? I was like, I don't know, actually. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. We're going to see. <laughs> I'm not going to. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> oh, All man. right. Well, that's Good a great time, huh? trip down memory lane. We love, yeah. we love that we met there. <laughs> we do have a question of the week. And it is, I read Brooke's new gut health ebook. How much fermented food is too much? How much should I aim to eat per day? Yes, love this question. Um, This ebook, for those of you listening who are not on my email list, is a free resource I created that I'm super freaking pumped about. So if you visit my Instagram at westnutrition.co.co, then you can hit the link to get this free ebook. It's awesome. And it also comes with two videos on gut health, which you know I love. So in the ebook, I basically list different gut health supportive foods, fermented foods being one of them because they're probiotic containing foods. Um, And this question was coming from someone who didn't really eat a lot of them. And so my best advice is don't go all in with trying to introduce a ton of probiotic containing foods and fermented foods if you're not used to it. So I would start small with just like a tablespoon of sauerkraut with your eggs and potatoes and avocado. That's a favorite of mine for sure. And then you can add more. And honestly, now these days I eat about a fourth a cup of fermented foods every day. Um, And I switch it up as to what types. Right now I've been eating a lot of pickled beets, pickled green beans. That's like my freaking delicious farmer's market find. Um, And then like a little pro tip too, as you're starting to introduce these into your diet, if you're getting things like sauerkraut or fermented foods, like I mentioned, just gently tilt the bottle and it coats the coats the foods before you pull them out of the jar and so that can just be one way to make sure you're getting all the benefits of probiotic containing fermented foods bang yeah i had kimchi is kimchi a fermented food yeah yeah like Uh once i don't know like 
a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe. And then pff, my stomach was not having a good time because it was like all in tacos. And I was like, what is going on? You know, so definitely you know. take your time with <laughs> building that up. <laughs> like a lot of the times when we use Nicole and I use targeted probiotics like we don't really prescribe those unless we can see someone's gut to see what's going on first of all because not every strain is going to be beneficial to someone but a lot of the times we're having someone go through like a ramp up because you can have some pretty gnarly gi effects so Mm -hmm. tread lightly start slow kimchi in the mouth kimchi in the toilet bowl is all i'm saying i was like (laughs) what the fuck so saying All right. Well, moving on to Uh, this (laughs) week's topic. Today, we are going to be talking about testosterone. And we've mentioned testosterone in in a previous episode, which is episode 42, where we talked about hormones and their effect on hypertrophy. So I would definitely recommend that you go back and listen to that one as a refresher. But today we will talk more specifically about what testosterone does and what it's important for and what it's not important for. And, and of course, some myths because we love to pull back the filter there and let you know what's true and what's not. Um, obviously, Ro is going to be <laughs> answering the questions I'm here. The man. That's why. <laughs> He is just full of knowledge and testosterone. So there we go. testosterone. So much test, yeah. Yep. mm -hmm. He takes it every day. Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, Ro. So first question. Can you talk about the history of testosterone? I know that that's something that weirdly interests you. (laughs) Of course, yeah. Uh, so I remember, um, I was, I was reading up on testosterone stuff. I don't know. It was maybe two years ago. And, uh, I just, I just, for me, it's like, it just speaks to how crazy scientists are. Um, so in the early 1800s, it's kind of like where our like first history of testosterone comes into play. Uh, there was a curator at a zoo, uh, and he noticed that like when roosters had their, their comb removed, like the thing on their head, they became less aggressive. They lost interest in their hens. Uh, and they were just more like docile, right? Uh, and he kind of started to think about like, well, maybe it's because like there's something as far as like what we know is testosterone now or like an, an androgen receptor that lies in that in that comb. Uh, but the pieces then were starting to come together like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder what that means, you know? Uh, and fast forward a bit, there was a scientist called Charles Edward Brown Sicard, super French, so I'm sure I just made that like <laughs> ultra English. Um, but this is what I meant when I talked about crazy scientists. So he began to self-inject uh, testicle extracts. What? Yeah. <laughs> and he realized that his like vigor and feeling of well-being were, in his words, markedly restored, but the effects were transient. Um, so he started to think about, well, there has to be something in testicles that allows for this feeling, right? Uh, And I mean, it's it's like no real surprise because when we look at the the history of of humans and like animals, how do you punish a male who's done something bad? Like you castrated them back then. Uh, How did you make bulls less aggressive, you castrated them. So there was definitely some understanding that testicles played a huge role in aggressive behavior or like male dominant trait behaviors. Um, so they fast forwarded about 100 years from uh, when Charles Edward did it. And multiple experiments were done. So they were taking like dog testicles and trying to synthesize that to use in like guinea pigs, bull testicles to try and use it in bigger animals. Uh, and they couldn't really take testicles or extracts from like human males. Uh, it just wasn't potent. It didn't make much sense. And obviously, like, who wants to have their balls stabbed with a needle? You know, to like try to pull something out. So we do the uh, weirdest shit in the name of science. Yeah. That's all I, I have love to say. science. I know. Like, could you imagine being like? Let me put those balls. Honestly, in my Ro, blood. I feel like you would have uh, signed up for this experiment. I swear to God. I mean, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, inject balls into my blood. I don't care. Uh, 
but at some <laughs> point they realize like, <laughs> no, definitely not that. I'll keep mine. Uh, there's some things I'm not willing to do for science, but um, eventually they were able to kind of like figure out its chemical structure. So they were finally able to chemically synthesize testosterone. And that was, I think in like the, let's see if it was 1800, probably like the mid 1900 years, like 1950, 1940. Uh, I'm not That really wasn't sure. that long ago. No, definitely, definitely not. Uh, and I love to just think about that one because it's like, human curiosity to be like, okay, well, we know that testicles do something. I put it in myself and I feel more manly or, or better or something like, how can we get to the next step to create this to make me more vigorous or whatever? Um, so yeah, that's kind of like our understanding as far as like human history goes for like what testosterone is. And they gave it the name because I think it's like, it came from testes, it's a sterile, and then it's a, as a ketone. So, like, you put that together, and it's testosterone. Um, so, yeah, there's your brief history wow. of balls. <laughs> that is uh, yeah. actually really interesting. <clears throat> I'm glad mm-hmm. that we. I'm glad we asked. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you give a brief overview of what the role of testosterone in the body is? For sure. So. Um, obviously this is going to be more in the context of males because it is undoubtedly recognized as like the male sex hormone. Um, but it is in both males and females, right? Females have testosterone, just like males have estrogen, which is kind of the opposite of it. Um, but they need to be in balance in both sexes, uh, for things to work properly. Right. But this is because this testosterone going to be in more male focused uh episode but i think um when you look at males uh it can definitely get a a bad rap for being associated with like aggressive behavior um rash decisions you know uh i was a a male teen at one point and definitely having like an influx of all these hormones being like i just we're just talking about off off air that like i just you just want to break things all the time like that must be something inherent in males to just want to destroy because even now I'm 29. I just talked about how there's this hammer right next to me. And I'm like, wow, I just want to put a hole in the wall. Like not because I'm mad, but just because I want to, you know, uh, is that because I need therapy or because of testosterone? Probably because of testosterone. A little bit of both. I think nah, okay. definitely not therapy. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, testosterone is definitely important for the health and especially the development of men. So, uh, at birth and then especially through puberty it helps to develop the penis and the testes uh, the change in voice from prepubescent to pubescent comes from uh, testosterone playing a direct role um, things like facial hair pubic hair like hair randomly showing up in places that you didn't have it there before that is from testosterone especially in males uh in that episode, episode 42, we talked about how it used to be believed to help with muscle hypertrophy. Things are a little different now, um, but we know it still helps with bone growth and development. For sure, sex drive or libido, and then sperm production. Um, and I think that's, it's like you look at all these things and you're like, oh yeah, I mean some, you know, I'm not like a, a big burly man. No one would describe me like that, but there are p- some prepubescent males that like have low levels of testosterone. And so they don't like experience quote unquote normal masculinization. So they have less hair, less muscle, uh, their testes don't enlarge and maybe their voice doesn't deepen. So uh, you can think about like what testosterone does in the development stage and why it's important um, for that to happen so that you get your quintessential idea of like what, what a male or an adult male is. Um, but testosterone is released by the pituitary gland kind of sits at the base of the brain, uh, and, or sorry, it's not released from there. It's that signals go to the pituitary gland. It tells the testes to release testosterone, um, which is why we know that when you castrate a male, uh, we don't have that release because that's our, our main source of testosterone, um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cholesterol, it's a fat. So 
That's also why we talk about how fats are important for hormones, especially testosterone. Um, if you're not eating, eating fat, then you have no base to pull from, and then your hormones get all out of whack. And if testosterone falls and that's your main male sex hormone, then everything else kind of goes to shit. PSA, this is the same for women. And yeah. like, I know low fat diets became really trendy and <laughs> I even saw some bullshit CrossFit just put out. Please, for the love of all that is holy, yeah, don't ever listen right. to CrossFit for nutrition. Fat is so, so, so important for so healthy important. hormone production. Mm-hmm. For sure. Preach. Preach. <laughs> eat, Lord. Eat, Lord. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know we covered this in a previous episode, but can you speak to there being more of a consensus that Increases in testosterone during after exercise don't play a role role in hypertrophy, and why do we still think that it does? Yeah, this is this is one of my favorite <clears throat> questions. Um, I think we still think so. We look back at human history again. We don't even have to think about the crazy shit I just talked about, um, but we can look at steroids and how we know that that shows a huge increase in muscle and strength and just overall vigor. Uh, that's our main thing. And then also when you look at the difference between a prepubescent and a pubescent male. So obviously a lot of things are going on during that time, right? But you do come out of it taller, generally speaking, taller, more muscle, deeper voice, blah, blah, all these things that like we say, make you a man or whatever. Um, so that right there is like, oh, well, if I have more testosterone, then I'm going to have bigger muscles. My voice is going to get deeper. I may get taller, like blah, blah. And I wish, man, if I could inject something to make my five foot 10 on a good day, uh, shoot up to like six, two or something, I would do it in a heartbeat, you know, but it's just not how that works. Um, but those are the main two things. If you take exogenous testosterone, which is just straight up steroids, uh, you're going to see really quick and really pronounced gains. Um, and then you look at the difference between a child and a man also plays a role. But in that episode, we talked about how there are two pretty landmark studies that have, that came out. One was in 1967 where, uh, Goldberg and his research team took the pituitary gland out of mice. And so if we take the pituitary gland out, that means that we're not going to have the secretion of testosterone really. Um, and then they like break one of the legs and then make the other leg do more work and they still saw hypertrophy. So how are you going to get hypertrophy if we have no testosterone or like really low levels of testosterone? That was kind of our first idea that maybe it doesn't play as big of a role. And then a more recent study that came out in 2016 by Morton, uh, where they looked at the difference between a low load resistance training and high load resistance training. And they found no difference in hypertrophy, um, excuse me, sorry, uh, which speaks to volume and whatnot. But more importantly, there was no correlation or causation when you looked at testosterone, IGF-1, uh, and growth hormone. And so all those things that generally people talked about and think about as like things that make us stronger or make us have more muscle um, don't really hold as much weight. So um, I think there's still a lot of roles when it comes to what testosterone is important for, which we'll talk about later, but specific to hypertrophy at like a normal physiological level, I personally don't think it plays that big of a role, but I may be a beta cuck soy boy. So, you know, what do I know? I mean, I feel like for me where my brain goes to in that explanation is explaining like hypertrophy in, in women like and how like yeah you know like we obviously Mm -hmm. do have some testosterone but we're not going to have it as nearly as much as men do so i feel like that is also a great way to like put that into the conversation and explanation of like why this doesn't really make sense because we can see that women are super strong or have this muscle mass or whatever it is that you know you can explain a lot better than i can but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where my you're doing mind. great. No, yeah, I mean, I think that's also why people used to. That's another reason why people used to think it was important, right? Oh, males have more muscle because they have more testosterone. Women mm-hmm. have less muscle because they have less. 
But the reality is that like the the ability to grow muscle at the same rate is the same between men and women. Is it less pronounced because generally women have smaller bodies and smaller uh, bones, so they're going to have like smaller muscles? Yeah, but the rate is the same. So mm-hmm. another reason why, yeah, you can look at testosterone and be like, oh, how is it that the rate's the same and I have like three to four times less than you do? It's yeah. actually way more than that. But yeah, it's a really good point. So testosterone probably doesn't play a role in hypertrophy, but are there other processes that it's important in besides development into adulthood? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the easiest way to look at this is to think about the bad things that happen when men have uh, hypogonadism. So their gonads or their testes um, are releasing less hypo uh, levels of hormones and specifically testosterone than they would be normally. Um, And so what happens if you have hypogonadism? You have insulin resistance, you have higher levels of fat, you have lower levels of muscle mass, and then there's some evidence of osteoporosis, which we won't get uh, too into. Um, But let's start with insulin sensitivity first. So unfortunately, as the... uh, population of the world actually um, becomes more and more unhealthy. Uh, Obesity and type 2 diabetes is going up. And so we're seeing a pretty big increase in insulin uh, resistance. So having a normal amount of testosterone or having like high levels just from exercise, eating well, sleeping well, uh, we're going to see lower levels of like BMI. So I'm using BMI within the context of like where people normally do when it comes to like uh, clinical settings. Uh, There's an inverse relationship between BMI and plasma testosterone concentrations. So if you have high levels of testosterone, then you're going to have a lower level of BMI um, or a lower BMI, which in the context of... um, healthy i'm i don't know how to say this pc wise but uh of people that are like generally healthy and not uh overweight that's that makes sense right um but bmi is bmi we've talked about how it's a trash measurement how it's like i think good to use in a like population right but if someone walks in and says i have a 30 bmi like whatever it doesn't tell me anything uh because you can have a really high bmi you can be strong and jacked And if you are strong and jacked and very healthy, then you are also going to have higher levels of testosterone. So while generally we talk about there being an inverse relationship, that's for a population at scale and the population is generally unhealthy or not as healthy as we'd like to be. Uh, But if you are big and strong and healthy, then you are more than likely going to have high levels of testosterone. Um, And so what's that going to do? Like, well, that's going to help decrease insulin resistance and or increase insulin sensitivity. Uh, so what I what I did to, to think about this, this podcast or when I talk about um, testosterone is it's easiest uh, and gives a lot more answers, I think, to look at people who are um, maybe not as healthy or have like or live in a disease state or are sick and think about what happens to them. So when someone has type 2 diabetes and they also have hypogonadism, which is really hard for me to say, uh, they have up to 35% more insulin resistance than someone who may not have hypogonadism, but is still diabetic. So that right there tells us that like, well, testosterone plays some sort of role in helping with insulin sensitivity. And what is insulin used for? Well, it helps us to bring glucose into the muscles uh, so that we can use it as fuel and then store it within our muscles. Um, Another thing is when they gave TRT, so TRT is testosterone replacement therapy, um, to those uh, people affected by type 2 diabetes and that had hypogonadism, in 24 weeks, they saw a loss of 3.3 kilos of total fat mass. So what is that, like around eight-ish pounds and an increase in lean body mass of 3.4 kilos. So eight or nine pounds again over 24 weeks. 
that's crazy, right? Uh, for a healthy person, but especially for someone who is sick, right? To have those like drastic changes um, and really speaks to the fact that like testosterone plays some sort of role or not some sort of an important role in insulin sensitivity or decreasing resistance. Because if I can decrease resistance, even though my insulin levels haven't changed, my receptors are more primed, I have more receptors, I can pull more glucose into my muscles. Uh, and then also in the same vein, there was a decrease in circulating free fatty acids. So not just carbohydrates, but also fats. So if you have less fat, uh, free fatty acids flowing within your system, um, then there's going to be less inflammation within your body. In a different episode, a lot of callbacks to different episodes, I think it was episode 49, we talked about exercise and diabetes. And one of the reasons that uh, we think diabetes happens is because free fatty acids or a large amount uh, inducing oxidative and inflammatory stress, uh, which then inf interferes with insulin signaling. So if you have high amounts of fat, uh, free fatty acids circulating in your system, then your ability to utilize insulin becomes decreased. So now you have high blood sugars and then high blood sugars are going to run rampant and are then going to essentially turn into more fat, turn into adipose tissue. It's going to turn into this vicious cycle. Uh, so testosterone plays a role in mediating all of that. Uh, and it does it by um, reversing impairment of certain receptors. So the big receptors in our, um, really our muscles, uh, we have insulin receptor beta subunit, uh, insulin receptor substrate one, protein kinase B and GLUT4. And all those play a role in pulling in sugars from your blood into your muscle to utilize them and store them. When we are low in testosterone um, or in a disease state, that becomes impaired. Then again, increasing blood sugar, increasing fatty acids uh, that are flowing. But if we have testosterone, then that those processes become more normal. So I'm already in a healthier state because I have more testosterone. That means my receptors are more awake, for lack of a better word, uh, to pull in and do more work. Um, and for people that have hypogonadism, like when they gave them testosterone, it was like they never had any issues with their glucose uptake. Like it happens that quickly. And it was over the span of 24 weeks, but like 24 weeks is quick when you look at 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life, you know? Uh, so for testosterone to play that big of a role just by being itself um, really speaks to like how important it is for just overall metabolism, um, which is going to keep you healthier and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, any questions before I keep on rambling? <laughs> um, like, I, I think I just to wanted say. to clarify that this is specifically for men or... Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I mean, I mean, testosterone is going to play a role, in the same role in women too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just that like... I. I think estrogen probably plays a bigger role, but I'm not as familiar with how estrogen affects the like insulin uh, pathway. Mm -hmm. But even still, I would think that it would still be testosterone. Um, that well, does I think, it. and Brooke, you can, you might know a little bit more, but like the androgen dominance that we can mm -hmm. see in women, that is what typically will also impact things like insulin resistance and metabolism, other things like that. Is that right? Yeah, usually it's tied to issues with insulin and like mm -hmm. um, high like cortisol and yeah. different mm -hmm. things. But it's essentially, it's so interesting because like we have all the same hormones, but they physiologically like still show up tiny bit differently. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. really cool, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I, it's like one of those things where I think that men and women are uh, it's it's kind of weird because they're more similar than we'd like to think but they're also mm -hmm. way different so it's like what does that mean i have no idea but it's like when you look at when you zoom in you zoom in close enough everything's the same 
mm-hmm. you zoom out a little bit and then it's like oh shit there are some small differences here that perspective shift yeah yeah and like does it matter to what point i don't know so many things kind of depend um mm-hmm. to answer that question um but yeah i was like i guess i'll start rambling again <laughs> uh so also I, I i'm sure i've mentioned amp can this podcast before because it was the bane of my existence for a couple months but um <laughs> it's essentially the the master regulator of like energy um testosterone can also help with making you like quote-unquote healthier uh, by pulling in fats and and uh, sugars because it does play a role uh in ampk expression and uh phosphorylation so AMPK is the one that sends out signals to say, you know what, we are having a, a, like during exercise, I sense that we're having less blood sugar because I'm using it as fuel. Let me send out signals to break glucose or to release glucose. Uh, same thing with fat, right? AMPK is going to play a role in saying, oh, we need more energy. Let me release this fat let me help it to oxidize so I can use it for energy. Um, well, testosterone plays a role in that. So if I'm going to increase AMPK, I'm going to increase the signaling that says I need more energy. I'm going to break down fats and carbohydrates. I'm going to essentially be healthier because I'm going to have less inflammation within my uh, within my blood. So um, that is really important when we think of having normal levels of testosterone definitely really important when you think of why people get more shredded when they take testosterone because you're just ramped up way more so you're just going to like utilize way more energy um but also in the context of just normal exercise so if i'm exercising i am getting an increase in testosterone uh it's only lasting or at least it's only peaking for 30 maybe 60 minutes um So that's why we think it doesn't help with hypertrophy. But what it does do is it helps to stimulate that release and uptake of glucose and of fat. So that's really important when it comes to just management of of energy. Uh, And then the last thing I'll say about like energy, um, or at least within this pathway, is that it is an anti-inflammatory in that it suppresses C-reactive protein. Um, Do you all look at c-reactive protein when you do stuff yeah with your clients i do yeah Yeah. i actually like i have one client um she's freaking amazing um and this was like our biggest success marker it was really really awesome to see that change well because crp uh can you explain in simple terms like why it's such an important marker to look at well it's just uh the general marker of inflammation like overall in the body and it also can be predictive of like heart heart attacks and like yeah. different things like that so it's pretty important yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that right. in check <laughs> yeah yeah so when when you have this is just again hypogonadal uh, again when they were given testosterone their crp drop their il1 beta drop their tnf alpha drop and all of these are uh signals for inflammation so that right there tells us that testosterone also plays a role in keeping our bodies in check so that we don't have runaway inflammation. And how do we fix testosterone? We can do plenty of things, right? Sleeping, whatever we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, I fix mean, that's... Gut. Yeah, yeah, fix, fix your, your gut. gut. That's, nah, that's how Nicole and I help you fix your freaking gut. <laughs> and mine is like, Gutty. you get people to have more muscle, boom. It's so funny because like, it's the same thing right but it's like just in a different way and it also reminds you that there's multiple pieces of like we can absolutely work on gut health and you can work on you know strength training and you know that that's good Mm -hmm. for you to have more muscle mass so yeah yeah. what's what's more important came to your big biceps (laughs) big biceps. why can you not have both (laughs) row pick one (laughs) pick one get your sauerkraut Uh, go to the gym it's fine Yeah, shit my pants while I'm curling. <laughs> okay, uh, Mister, I used to get a bag of chicken a day. Yeah, and you need to download my new ebook. Shit okay, my pants. yeah, get Brooks ebook. Start implementing. Oh my step God. by Beer step. Beer is my fermented food. We're good. Steel trap stomach, uh, oh except for kimchi, gosh. I guess. 
Uh, He's so like, yeah, I we talked beer. about how like <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> talked about how testosterone plays a role in like energy, right? Uh, but also how that plays into type two diabetes, how it plays into um, metabolism of carbohydrates and fat. Um, testosterone can straight increase fat loss, right? But that, when people think about that, we're talking about when you inject testosterone. Because just because I exercise really hard for an hour and my testosterone increases doesn't mean that I'm just going to lose more fat, right? I'm losing fat or I'm burning energy because of the work that I'm doing, not because of my increased levels of testosterone. It's an important distinction there. But if I do no work and I inject testosterone, then I will lose more fat than I would if I worked out. That is just the strength of testosterone. That's why steroids uh, are really tempting. And I see this as a 29-year-old male uh, because it's just like in quote-unquote easy way out. If I can sit on my couch, take testosterone, get bigger and lose fat faster than that person who's working out and eating well and sleeping well, and all I have to do is inject a certain amount of CCs into my ass, why wouldn't why wouldn't I do that, you know? Uh, but it but it does fat loss uh, in a couple ways. Like, it can inhibit uh, fat deposition in visceral adipose tissue. So I don't know the exact mechanisms, um, but it doesn't help with subcutaneous fat, just the fat around your, your organs. Uh, it may play a role in turning stem cells into muscle cells instead of fat cells. But I think that they've only seen that in animals so far. Um, but it's most likely due to testosterone just being able to oxidize fats and carbohydrates uh, and pull them into the skeletal muscle and then still help muscle growth by increasing muscle protein synthesis. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like it's crazy, right? Because testosterone you you hear it or you read about it and you're like wow why isn't everyone on this because it just anyone who's used it will talk to you about how they feel 10 years younger how their sex drive is higher that they're just happier blah blah and, you know you can listen to that but also like these people generally are not fixing their sleep are not eating well are not doing things that they can do to help increase testosterone and just be a healthier human um but, you know, easy fixes are, are easy sells. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy to, mm -hmm. to think about. Yeah. So. Seems like know. it plays a lot of important roles for sure. <laughs> yeah. And having exogenous testosterone just makes things way better, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I'll find out here in like five, ten years, and then I'll. Just... I feel like you've made it sound so good, though. There has to I, be a downside. I know, to this. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that's like the natural next question, right? Because you're like, well, yeah. why isn't everyone on it? Um, yeah. The first question I always ask is like, men, do you like your balls? Because they'll shrink. That's like the biggest thing. So that's so weird. That's I would so assume weird. They would get bigger, just like okay, I don't know so why. Why do you think they would be bigger? Because isn't that where it comes from? Like, testosterone comes yeah. from the testes. Okay. Yeah. So if you okay, so this put makes more sense. in. If you're going to give it to yourself, you don't need it. So yes. then they get smaller because the balls yes. are like, I don't need to do the work. Shrivel, yes, shrivel. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> Man, that's how you make your penis look. Damn, that was balls. a great question. Uh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, so that that's why it happens. So your body, there's no free lunches in physiology, right? If you start putting in insulin for some reason, right, uh, and you already have healthy insulin levels, then your body's like, cool, I don't have to do this anymore. Then you have to keep pumping insulin and you've fucked up your hormones. It's the same way with testosterone. So if I am, like Brooke said, putting more in me, then my testicles have really no reason to be there, especially if it's been like a long time, you've been putting in a lot of work. I mean, There's no so reason many to be good there, jokes right? here. Your balls I know, useless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but pretty useless <laughs> to begin with. But uh, yeah, I mean, like it's it's um it's just interesting that your body is this machine that 
wants to be equal or wants a happy equilibrium. So if I'm just going to keep pumping super physiological levels of something, I'm going to react by decreasing the output or in this case, shriveling my balls so that they don't keep pushing more testosterone in because you're trying to keep things in your own balance, right? Um, that right there is a pretty big sell for people because they're like, oh, I don't want to mess with my balls. Yeah, you don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also like, it's if you decide to do it, right? No, the only time I am like, you're a piece of shit is when people like take it and they're like, oh, all natural, bro. And you're like, who are you lying to? Like, why are you lying? Um, but having a doctor or someone who understands blood work and cycling and all this stuff is going to be paramount to your health because you can really, really fuck yourself up by just ingesting a ton of testosterone, not from your balls just shrinking, but prostate cancer. Uh, the risk for prostate cancer increases a lot when you have testosterone um, because it's an androgen-sensitive disease. So we have high amounts of androgen receptors in our prostate if we are going to have high levels of tests, that's going to mean high levels of activation of your prostate. That may mean it getting out of whack, you getting cancer, and then, you know, prostate cancer is like devastating. All cancers are devastating, but prostate cancer, especially for for males. Um, you also have erythrocytosis, and that is, I'm like racking my brain, it's a higher number of red blood cells. So... If you have a higher number of red blood cells, I think people think like, oh, that means that like I'll be able to perform more and you will, right? You have more oxygen being supplied to your muscles, but then we mess with the viscosity of your blood. So your hematocrit gets messed up. If that gets too high, then what happens to your veins? Well, they're getting put under more stress because it's too viscous. Um, that in turn is going to, we have these like really cool receptors on our vascular system that say when I'm being activated too much, I'm going to release this inflammatory response. So then you start to kind of inflame yourself some more. Um, but really you can like, for all intent and purposes, blow your veins out, blow your arteries out and you don't want to do that. Right. (laughs) Uh, so you can have like increased vascular disease and in that same vein, no pun intended, uh, your heart. So your heart is a muscle. If testosterone is going to grow a bunch of things, and it is, but specifically you're thinking muscle, your heart is going to become enlarged. When you have an enlarged heart and it's not really from like exercise and training, uh, you can get coronary artery disease, you can get hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, um, and all these things really point to your heart has become unhealthy or too big, and if your heart becomes too big, we're talking about the chambers within your heart closing up. And so for closing up, that means I'm gonna have higher blood pressure because I have to work harder to get out there. That in itself is going to lead to more vascular disease because it's even more pressure on my veins. That coming back is going to cause the muscles in my heart to grow even bigger and then at some point, I may just have like a little tiny hole instead of this like big chamber that's allowed to receive blood and shoot out blood. So, I mean, when you look at that, then testosterone becomes a little less playful, right? Because <laughs> you're like, ooh, yeah, I can get strong and jacked and feel great all the time. But how many years does that take off your life? I don't know. I don't know if like we know there's any sort of like relationship. Um but that's those are the drawbacks like you know do you want to live a certain life but only have it be for a short time then maybe it's for you if you're like you know what i want a long healthy life and i'm not trying to like fuck with things then you probably don't want to just not probably you definitely don't want to just uh inject a ton of testosterone into yourself so um yeah that's the the scary (laughs) truth behind it so yeah and I feel I like, know. obviously, the next question that people would have is, okay, if we don't want to do that, then what are some ways that I can increase testo- testosterone naturally? Yeah, this is my favorite, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I had, I don't know where I heard it or if I, I doubt I came up with it, but um, <laughs> there's the four S's, sun, sleep, steak, and sex. 
but I thought about it the other day. I released some a video where like we should have a fifth S, which is sweat, which I just mean like exercising. So the sun, you two can definitely speak to it. I know we mm. talk a lot about how just being outside, getting the sun on your face can have a whole host of benefits. Just increases your mood, right? You're like, oh, wow, I feel the sun on me. Heart starts pumping a certain way. Um, but more importantly, like vitamin D is increased and vitamin D is going to play a role in uh, cholesterol synthesis, which is then going to play a role in uh, testosterone synthesis. So just being outside and having the sun touch your face is going to help you naturally increase your testosterone. Uh, then we have sleep. Sleep is super easy, right? Because if you are sleeping seven, eight hours uh, a day or, you know, maybe you need six, I don't know. Uh, I'm still kind of iffy on like whether everyone needs seven, eight hours. Uh, all of your circadian rhythms are going to kind of sink back in. Your hormones then are going to release in a natural way. Uh, and so we can hit those peaks of testosterone in a lot better way. Um, and have it be more level as opposed to just like, oh, we exercise and it spikes and then we don't do anything and then we don't sleep and it's kind of all over the place. Uh, we mentioned that fat plays a huge role in testosterone or just hormones in general, which is why we like to say steak because it's high in proteins, but it's also pretty high in fat in a good way. Um, and red meat, I think gets a really bad rap. So it's just my way of being like, hey, you should probably eat more red meat as well. Uh, and then sex, obviously like, you keep your libido high by having to use it. So, um, you know, that one's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know about self-love, uh, but I, I feel like that would, <laughs> Why would it be, be different? the same thing. But I don't know. I really have no idea. I, I just feel like there might there might be something to it, but I don't I know. I mean, any, I feel like you I would probably produce more like oxytocin if you were having mm-hmm. sex with a person instead of yeah. masturbation. That would be my only thing. This is PC. We say self-love here. Uh, And it's an S. I said at the beginning (laughs) of this episode that this was X-rated. I warned the people. I was kidding. (laughs) I was kidding. I don't know who said that. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't know. Um, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look into that. We'll have to bring a sex sexpert on to uh i would love that to talk about that yeah that would yeah be, that's another yeah. area of health we haven't really totally dove into so we got to get on that oh i'm about to dive in yeah it should be yeah, <laughs> it should be a good one uh anyway the last one was sweat right where well, we talked about exercise so um exercising hard is going to increase more testosterone because when we talked about how um testosterone plays a role in increasing the burning of fats and carbohydrates if i work hard or at a high intensity then that means i need more carbs more fats so that is going to peak your levels 30 to 60 minutes um, but it is transient so after that it's kind of just chilling um, but we talked about all of the other reasons why testosterone would is important um so don't just think about like me burning fats or getting jacked but all the important things that testosterone is for. So, um, yeah, focus on those five things, sun, sleep, steak, sex, sweat, and then, you know, things generally tend to work themselves out um, without having to go the TRT route. So, yeah. Cool. I dig it. This was definitely very insightful. I learned a lot. I mean, it doesn't (laughs) all, it doesn't really apply to me, but, you know, it's so cool. I mean, it applies to you, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, the, the molecular I can do the, the, are, the, are the, the five S's, kind of. I, it's four, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's five. What are you talking about? <laughs> I said One, I could two, do the three, five. Four, five. Yeah, There's no, five yeah. S's. Yeah, 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 can you yeah, count, yeah, bro? Five. The heck? <laughs> I made a trying? joke, but it went over. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I mean, I was also making a joke, but now we're on air. Sorry. You can't know all about my life, people. Okay. Oh man. Canceled. <laughs> Canceled. X-rated. 
So we, oh my God, we all are currently accepting clients. Ro is the master of all things exercise and performance. I am the non-diet dietitian, helping you know your body better so you can feel better through nutrition and lifestyle support. And Brooke in Brooke and the West Nutrition Co team specialize supporting active bodies and solving digestive and hormonal symptoms. Be sure to follow us at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram and keep those awesome questions of the week coming. Please rate us, share us, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And that's all we got. Of course, we'll, <laughs> that's, all we got. <laughs> that's all we got. Brookie, you want to lead us out? I sure Bro- do. Oh, Cue that music. Bye, y'all. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bro, I can't stop this.